0: Kristen and I'm Bethany and this is Looking for the Middle, the Christian Girl's Guide to Modern Dating. We're here to help you date with confidence while honoring the Lord and to show you that your identity and contentment are in Christ. We're going to give you the tools that you need to date successfully and be set up well for success in a godly marriage.
1: If you've ever felt like you didn't really belong with any of the extremes in dating today, well you're not alone. Neither did we and that's why we're here looking for the middle.
0: Hello friends, welcome to This very exciting episode of Looking for the Middle, we are, once again, not following our schedule. (laughs) Why why do we ever schedule? I know. This has been the season of audibles, but I really enjoyed it. Me too. And now we
1: kind of have a whole season's worth of stuff that we already knew we wanted to talk about for next season. It's true. It's
0: true. Today's content or topic actually kind of blossomed from some conversations we've been having, conversations we had with... Melanie and Lindsay a couple weeks ago, and then just kind of us talking since then, that the more we talked about it, Bethany was like, why do we not do an episode about this? I'm like, I don't know why we wouldn't do this, (laughs) so let's do it. So, that's what we're going to talk about, but before we do that, we have announcements, our question of the day, all the things.
1: Yes, okay, so... Let's get a couple of housekeeping things out of the way first, which, okay, why do they call it housekeeping things? I've never
0: understood that. I don't know, because housekeeping's not like the easy things you do at the beginning of the day. No. At least not for me. Housekeeping is, oh crap, my room is trash and I have people coming over this weekend. I'm in trouble. Based on true events. Yes.
1: Based uh-huh. True events. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I've always, I've never quite understood that. I'm like, me neither. You know, I remember going to my first like ever conference or event or whatever, like way, way, way back in the day. They talked about, we're going to talk about some housekeeping things. Maybe even been at summer camp. I don't remember. And I was waiting for them to assign us like who's gonna clean the bathroom. <laughs> but I was like housekeeping like, what? We're Never made sense. about? Anyway. Anyways, housekeeping things. Woo! We are off the rails real early. Already it's gonna be fun. Okay. What I was really going to say is we have a newsletter and we have social media. If you aren't following us or haven't signed up for either one of those, you should totally go do it. Our newsletter goes out every Thursday. It has recap from the episode Pertinent articles things we mention, different stuff in the newsletter so head to our website looking for the middle.com you can sign up on, for the newsletter at the top of the homepage, or follow us on instagram lftm underscore podcast and you can hang out with us there we actually get a lot of ideas and content from you guys on instagram so follow us there because we're always asking well i shouldn't say always but we do ask for ideas and different stuff that you guys want to hear on there you can also sign up from the link in our bio for the newsletter too so Head over there. Do those things. We'll wait. We'll be here when you get back and we'll start over. (laughs) Yes,
0: exactly. Okay. Question of the day. Okay. Would you rather.
1: Yes. I'm bad at these.
0: Would you rather be alone for the rest of your life? Okay. Or never be alone for the rest of your life? So never be around people or always be around people. Which if you didn't know by now, Bethany is the most outgoing introvert I know. So like loves being around people. Has to have. The time. Yeah.
1: Like, I am so looking forward to Saturday. I oh don't have anything gosh. to do. And I was like, I may not leave my room. I'm so I just jealous. may not. I'm so <laughs> jealous. Just talking about it earlier, I was like, how can I get Uber Eats to my house and then get it upstairs So I'm going to leave my room? Remember you know that episode of Friends where the guys don't want to leave their recliners yes! and so they have pizza delivered across the hall and the girls like, bring it over. Like, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, how can I make that happen? He's like,
0: Geller um, Green, if you leave it across the hall, there will be no tip for you. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> So, yeah, I told and I was like, I am at the end of my rope. Like, mm-hmm. I need some quiet time. <laughs> no real, no particular thing. I'm just like, I've been around yeah. a lot of people. And yeah, you wouldn't necessarily guess it, but I am totally an introvert. Um, So does that mean you want to be alone forever? Oh, that's what I'm leaning towards. Really? I mean, I've been thinking about it this whole time I've been rambling. And I, I, th- I think I would. I think it would absolutely dr- drive me up the wall. Uh, let's just put it this way my forever would probably be a lot longer by myself than if I was constantly Mm. around people. It would probably drive me crazy and to an early grave.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I take these questions so seriously. Like I've (laughs) got to do it if I say it. And I'm like, Kristen, this is hypothetical. So what's your answer? I don't know. Cause I'm, I feel like I'm a little more introverted than you are. Um, but I also know, like, I get lonely if I'm by myself a lot. Of like, can you, you talk to people, to people still? That's what I'm. Can I'm you like, call people? I mean, I'm sure it's our it's our thing. We can talk to people. See, that's and I'm why like, I'm bad at Then I don't you get rathers? to like hug my mom. I'm like, that makes me sad enough to just want to put up with all the other crazy people. Or could I like See, be in I a room with you and that- then be like, you go in a corner, I'll go in a corner, and we're technically in the See, same I room, but we don't have to talk it about it that
1: much. If it's that, then sure, I'd rather be with people. See,
0: overthinking has its perks. No it
1: doesn't. You're t- it's probably 12 minutes into this. I know. And we haven't <laughs> uh, had an Probably
0: I think I'd probably be around people. Really? I really think oh, I that's would. It's so
1: funny cuz you would think we would pick the know, opposite of I know.
0: I really think I would. As much and I probably would just have to get noise canceling headphones or something.
1: We should ask this question on a different week cuz I'm at the and I'm
0: like Yeah, when you're all like done
1: right now and you're and not. if I've
0: been around, people yeah. be like, I'll be alone. I'll be fine. <laughs> so, yeah, it probably changes. Probably. <laughs> but what a question. <laughs> so, what was, answers? Yeah, seriously, Didn't expect though. that. All <laughs> That's right. That's funny. Okay, so let's jump into this yes. episode, which is, what is your dating style and what does it mean?
1: Okay. We have a list, guys. Yes, we Which do. I'm sure shocks no one. Right. So, like Kristen said, though, what kind of started this whole thing was just some conversations we had been having. We were just talking about, like... The ways we approach dating and how they're different because Kristen and I agree on a lot most things on here when it comes to like philosophy of dating but our styles of dating almost could not be more different which is really funny it is funny um and so we're just talking about that and like talking through like okay well here's what I'm thinking in the situation and then here's what I'm thinking I want to do or I don't know and then the other person's like okay Here's what I would do, but I know that's totally opposite for you. And so we've, and especially over the past couple of years, like really both of us, I think, have learned to see benefits to the other. We've learned to see how the other side processes things, how things go. And just from talking to you guys too, like hearing your feedback and how you approach situations with different things, it's like, oh, wow. Like there's a lot of different dating styles out there. And they're one isn't necessarily better than the other. They can all be taken to an extreme. They can all be really good or really bad um but we want to kind of look into some of them and dissect it a little but one thing that kind of got us got the ball rolling when we were planning for this was the movie Anne of Green Gables which is funny because it's such a such a good movie but when we watch that movie Kristen is Anne like she totally identifies with Anne Shirley who's like whimsical and you know fly by the seat of her pants and all these things and I watch the movie and I'm like oh that's so that's so cool like I am not that though I watch it and I'm like I'm Marilla if you've seen <laughs> that movie like I totally am okay, explain who Marilla is
0: for those who haven't seen the movie
1: first of all if you haven't seen the movie fix that because it, they're fantastic <laughs> um but we'll put we'll put it in the newsletter we'll put a link to it in the newsletter anyway Marilla though adopts orphan Anne in the very beginning and is the absolute opposite of her in that she is very hard-nosed, straight-laced, get things done, rational, all those things. And then in comes Anne, who is this emotional... Whirlwind, mm-hmm. which I'm not saying you're an emotional Oh, no, no, no,
0: no. No offense like, taken.
1: <laughs> she's whimsical and sees the best part of everything in everything. Very idealistic. Is yeah. very realistic. Yeah. Um, but there's a quote in there that just fits with this whole episode perfectly. And it really defines both of us perfectly, too. And so um, I can't remember exactly what has happened. This may be where Anne has dyed her hair I don't know, but Anne is in upheaval. Mm. She is thoroughly upset. And Marilla tells her, she says, You set your heart too much on frivolous things and then crash down into despair when you don't get them. To which Anne replies, I know. <laughs> I can't help flying up on the wings of anticipation. It's as glorious as soaring through a sunset, almost pays for the thud. And then this is where Marilla's response. I'm like, that's me. I've probably told Kristen this almost verbatim. (laughs) Because Marilla says, well, maybe it does. But I'd rather walk calmly along and do without flying and thud. Mm -hmm. Which I just, I'm like, oh, I love the movie. And All the the things I love in that movie are, not all, but the things that I love the most are the quotes from Marilla. Because I'm like, I relate to her.
0: Mm -hmm. So anyway. Whereas I'm like, I just want to see Ann and Gilbert. Like, (laughs) (laughs)
1: Kristen's flying on those wings of anticipation. Mm -hmm. So anyway, that pretty much defines how each of us are approaching this episode and what we're going to bring to it. So we have different dating styles. um, And they are not mutually exclusive. Like, I'm several of these. Kristen is several of them. Um, Like, overlapping. Like, we overlap in a couple. So it's almost like pairs Mm -hmm. of, like, dating styles opposite I guess you could say. So we're going to go through those and then we'll kind of compare. Okay, if you're dating someone who is similar to you in this, what are some things you may encounter? And if you're dating someone who's opposite from you in this, what may you encounter? So we're going to start there and just see where it takes us. Yes, (laughs) I'm so excited about this. So the first one here. So, Kristen. Yes. I just talked for a really long time.
0: (laughs) It was so good. It was so good. (laughs) So the first... I'll say both of them. We'll couple them. Okay, yeah, there we go. So the first two, or the first pair, I guess, is dating where you lead with your emotions versus dating when you lead with logic. Mm -hmm. So I lead with my emotions (laughs) in dating, which if you've been listening for a while, will shock you 0%. Um, And Bethany leads with logic. Mm -hmm. And this is actually kind of where this episode idea came from, because we were talking about a situation in... I literally was sitting there thinking, okay, listening to Bethany, how she's processing this, not how I default, but it was so good to be like, oh, well, yeah, that makes sense why she would think that, because this is how she thinks through things, or this is how she processes, or whatever, and so I would encourage you, very short, quick tangent, don't just listen to this to try to figure out what you are. Maybe point. listen and think like, Oh, I know like my best friend is like this or my I know we'll get to like if you're dating somebody and what they fall into. But it really helps you kind of figure out, oh, this is why they approach this differently or this is why they don't react the same way when X happens. Mm-hmm. Um, that I do because we're different. So I think Coming in with an open mind to understand this, not just for yourself, but for other people can be super helpful. So, yeah. yeah I would not encourage just other people that. that you're
1: wanting to date. Like, yes. just your friends. It's been, yeah, kind of over the years that we've talked about this so much, we've kind of been able to relate to the other person or explain things in a way that's like, okay, here's what I'm thinking. But I know this is what you would be thinking. This is how you would like kind of get a fuller picture so it's been yes, really helpful
0: exactly so we'll start with daters who lead with their emotions okay we have pros and cons obviously <laughs> um what kind of list is complete without a good exactly. pro con <laughs> section it's true which i will say too it is so interesting i said this to bethany before we started recording this is dating is the only area of my life where i am like this every other area of my life i am very like cautious prepared like not funny. emotionally driven i'm very like let's you know yeah show me the numbers and the, numbers and the yeah. yeah the details of everything whereas this i'm like Woo-hoo, this is <laughs> um this is great That's let me just funny. throw my heart out and if it gets crushed oh well we'll figure there's the thud. <laughs> we'll figure it out um but it's just so interesting because i just am not yeah. this way in other areas of my life but leading with your emotions so pros so i'll give you a pro and i'll give you a con and then we'll move from there so First set of pros and cons. The highs are really high when you leave with your emotions, but the lows are really low also. So when I get into a relationship, I am like, this is amazing. This is so great. Like, oh, I am so in love and it has been three weeks. I'm I like,
1: mean, Kristen, have you actually messaged him on that yeah. yet? <laughs> it's like
0: from the, uh, from Me Monday, what I like about you. I haven't talked to the guy, but I've named our children. Like, that's literally me. Um, if you're a guy listening, please do not be scared. Um, I'm being dramatic. She hides it really well. I am being dramatic. Or I hide it. Either one. Yes. No, but it, it it's like, because your emotions are so high i guess i mean for lack of a better word here like it is really exciting on the front end and it's so great and there's all this anticipation and the build-up and the, all this stuff but then when you get hurt when it doesn't work out it's devastating because yeah. you're so you're emotionally invested on the front end yeah and that's maybe not that's something that comes later we'll talk about in a second when your logic first it's uh-huh. kind of emotions follow whereas this emotions lead and then logic follows <laughs> yeah
1: the low doesn't even have to be a breakup i don't think just from observing and knowing people who date this way it, the highs are really high and so at the beginning when everything's perfect and you're in that honeymoon stage you have planned everything up to your honeymoon like mm-hmm. you you, yeah. you have planned so far ahead. And so at the first little blip that's not quite looking like it's going to go that way, it's crushing. Mm-hmm. Because it's not just this guy you've dated for six weeks. It's this guy that you've planned your whole life with. And now he's not as perfect as he seemed. Right. So the lows maybe seem way lower than they are, too, because mm-hmm. it's so great in the beginning.
0: Yeah. Well, and I feel like, too, your honeymoon stage lasts longer yes. when you're this way and because you're doing everything you can to keep it uh-huh and so like you said when that first hiccup happens it can be devastating mm-hmm. of like oh crap well this just burst my bubble <laughs> like how <laughs> Wait, dare you work at this yes um <laughs> but too because i think in a way there can be a, a pro in that of because you are so emotionally invested the likelihood that you're gonna kind of fight for that and fight to get back to where you were that can kind of help Mm -hmm. in a sense when you do hit the hiccup um but i this is also where you need to be really careful of if you lead with your emotions it's really easy to get infatuated with the feeling Mm -hmm. more than maybe you even are with the person I've experienced this more on the back end like after a breakup where if I'm contemplating getting back with an ex or like missing somebody I used to date it's I miss the feeling more than I miss the Uh, person yeah not that the person wasn't great but you You broke up with them for a reason yeah, yeah you miss that feeling of getting to talk to somebody and you know them saying really nice things to you and going on dates and cuddling and all this stuff like all the feelings that come with it you miss and you can let that cloud your judgment so I would caution you on that um another set of pros and cons here so a pro with this and this is gonna sound arrogant but Bethany actually said this about me so (laughs) we'll just we'll go with that but Personally, I tend to assume the best of people over and over. I'm very optimistic, again, with the idealism here. Like, it's great. They mess up. It's fine. We're good. You know, not necessarily always just fine things, but I like to assume the best of people. However, if you do that too much, you can miss some red flags or you can downplay red flags that actually need to be addressed because the logic side of your brain is not (laughs) kicking in. And that's when you need friends who have more logic than you do while you're in a relationship. That's why I have Bethany, (laughs) Melanie, (laughs) Lauren, you know, the whole list of like, Hey, have you thought about this? Or have you noticed that? Or I would pay close attention to, you know, when he does this or whatever. And those people, again, Bethany's mantra, don't date in a bubble, like bring you back down to earth and kind of cut through the oh I know you really like him and he's really cute and you feel so great right now but don't miss this
1: can I say one thing or yeah. kind of like ask? no I'm not allowing that. you <laughs> <laughs> I just, just, kidding. I just kind of had a thought of yeah and this we can decide if this applies when we talk about the logic side of things in a minute too I feel like people who date logic forward mm-hmm. think further down the road Whereas people who may be—and I'm posing a question—yeah, yeah, yeah, people who date leading with their emotions, they see right here and right now, and it feels really good, and he's so great and he's so wonderful, and uh, we'll worry about later, later,
0: mm, sort of to an extent, I'm yes, to an extent. Only, I'm thinking like. My thoughts of the future are all the idealistic ones. Oh, we get married when oh, okay. we have kids. We, yeah. It's not the, oh, what is our life going to look like 10 yeah. years from now in the day-to-day? Like, I don't okay. go there at all. I'm like, I'll figure that out when we get yeah. there. But it's the the highlights okay. or the the big moments of anticipation. Yes. Those are the future things I'm thinking about. Okay,
1: So, so you would, like, m- maybe I or someone else would look and say, okay. It's almost like when you have a baby. And they're like, okay, that's really cute now. But in when they're a seven-year-old doing that and they're not six months old, it's not gonna be cute anymore. Yes. That kind of thing. Yeah. Where I would I evaluate a situation from that standpoint. Yes. Whereas in this particular thing, someone who's super and I'm not saying you specifically, but someone who's yeah. super like emotional leading in their relationship says, okay, well that was kind of annoying, but we'll deal with it later. Or okay, whatever, I'll deal with that later. Mm-hmm. They're not seeing, okay, this is Oh, it's kind of cute now, but it's not going to be cute once you've been married for five years Yeah. or this thing, this one instance of this one thing happening. Okay. Maybe that's fine. But if this is a pattern, this is going to cause you some serious long-term frustration.
0: That's exactly what I was just thinking. Yeah. Something has to become a pattern before I want to address it. Okay. And that may Which be partially. wisdom
1: in that, I think. like, okay, You don't yeah. want to jump to the conclusions because I do that. Something happens one time and boom. Okay. Well, you're obviously... Yeah. <laughs> written off kind of thing when I don't wait maybe wait long enough for it to become a pattern Mm -hmm. so there is a balance Uh, yeah yeah, definitely a balance so
0: yeah and I think that kind of leads to the last set of pros and cons is you can become a doormat Mm -hmm. if you have this mentality if you're not careful because if you're leading with your emotions you're doing everything you can to maintain that emotional state Yes. And so that means if you need to make adjustments, you need to change, you need to compromise, you need to do this. I have found – and maybe this this might be partially my personality too. So I'm not saying this is the case for everybody. But I'm willing to give more to keep things the way they are. Um, and I've seen that in my past relationships. Oh, I'm willing to move this. I'm willing to change jobs. I'm willing to this and that. And part of that too is like circumstantial. But – Even if it's just I'm willing to change this life rhythm Mm -hmm. that would have to change if we were to end up together. I'm willing to do this. And some of that can be good. I mean, I'm not saying there's not compromise in relationships. There absolutely is. But if you become a doormat just because you want to stay with this person because you like the way they make you feel. But then you become a different version of yourself. You start changing who you are. That's where you get into trouble. Yeah. and that's what I've had to learn from personal experience If there's a line of, Hey, I want to be with this person, but I want to know that they're compromising some too. And that yeah. they're willing to give. And if there's not that, then it needs to be addressed. But, um, yeah, it's, I think really the whole thing that sums up is the highs are really high and the lows are really yeah. low. Like I told Bethany, like everything I'm thinking of is falling <laughs> under that category. And it kind of goes back to the, Um quote from Anne of Green Gables Like Are you gonna be the person like you're willing to deal with the thud for the opportunity to fly? Mm -hmm. And you've gotta, you know, maybe you're more naturally inclined to do that, maybe you're not, maybe you gotta figure that out. But it's a journey. That's for sure. Either way. (laughs) That's for sure. But I do think this one more than anything, these this pair is really, really important when you have people in your life who think differently because these are probably the most, um, maybe difficult to identify with if you're not the that way. Side, yeah. Yes. I can see that. And so really try to understand and like exercise some, well, it's, well it's not sympathy, you know, but it's not empathy cause you can't relate, but yeah. you know what I mean? Of like trying grace. To, grace. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> of trying to, you know see it from their perspective because it is going to be really different and it doesn't mean one is wrong Mm-mm. now there are wrong kinds of both of these and there are really good kinds yeah. and healthy kinds of both of these so it's it's about finding the healthy spot in each one rather than saying oh one's better than the other
1: and don't feel like you have to try to be the other one yes because you can see the good parts of the other side and you're like oh mm-hmm. why am i not like that or i'm doing something wrong or whatever yeah when that's not the case yeah
0: exactly so. Okay, so Bethany, you want to talk about logic now? Yes, (laughs) I would love for you to enlighten us.
1: Also, I just want to say one thing before we get into this. Yes. Talking about leading first with logic and leading with your emotions Mm -hmm. and talking about them being opposite, we're not saying that one is completely devoid of the other. I am not saying, because obviously you're very logical. Thank you. I am not saying that someone who leads with their emotions has completely lost all logic. Mm-hmm. who knows maybe that's where each one gets to the extreme too much yeah where it's you when lose the other, the other one, one. yeah i if think leading so with your emotions is too far and it is bad then once you have lost all reason mm-hmm. and being too logical and reasonable and rational about some things where emotions should play a part is when that one gets too far gone yeah so we're not saying people who lead with logic have no emotion and people who lead with emotion have no logic just to put that yes. in there we're good. not calling people good crazy call. yes <laughs> good call okay so now as someone who definitely leads rationally with logic in dating let's talk about some pros and cons and i will say i am this way in most of the rest yes, of my yes you absolutely too, like are pretty much throughout you absolutely are <laughs> okay so the first one the pro is that heartbreak doesn't happen as easy And what I mean by that is you're going into something from a rational standpoint. And so that's what you're evaluating first. Does this make sense? Will this be compatible? How will this pan out? All these things. And you get most of those things figured out before an emotional investment. And so if something goes wrong early on there, it's not an emotional break as much as, oh, this makes sense to end this because we will not work. Mm-hmm. And so it's a rational, okay, that makes sense. Right? So that's a pro. You don't have the constant up and down of I'm in love and we're broken up. Mm-hmm. And it's like that took about three weeks. Yeah. Like <laughs> exactly. hold up a second here. Pump the brakes. <laughs> um, which I part of me wonders if this is why I love Hallmark movies so much, because it is such a suspension of reality for me. Oh. There, I do not relate really to the the girls in those movies who are just like oh everything's perfect it's just ideal and you just float through and whatever i have no
0: and i'm sitting here thinking like i'm relating because that's my ideal (laughs) of like i that's what i hope happens
1: yeah i'm like i look at it like this oh that's so cute like this quaint little thing that never happens yeah it's not it's anyway whatever We don't have to get to this is why
0: bethany's had to like make me admit that prince charming does not exist <laughs> yes, and like, if you go if I you go you to listen it. to seasons one and two and we talk about prince charming you know if he doesn't exist or whatever and <laughs> bethany's like no he does not i'm like are you sure <laughs>
1: she's grasping. i am holding
0: on to that one percent of hope <laughs> that maybe he's out there but yeah so yeah
1: so the flip side of that though is that you can be or seem emotionally distant. It can come across as I'm not invested in this. It can come across as I don't care. It can come across as this can go either way. It doesn't matter to me. Um, and that's something that I have to like be conscious of because I can totally like. I'll how many times Kristen has told me, okay, maybe not say that like that. Because <laughs> um, I'll be like, hey, like I'm really quick to be like, okay. Where's this going? What are you thinking? How How is it? And then I'll be like, it's fine either way. Just let me know kind of thing. When I'm like, okay, that very much conveys, I don't care at all about this. You just let me know what you're thinking and I'll try to get on board, which is not the case. I don't like, I don't mean to sound ambivalent. I guess maybe that's a good word too. Emotionally distant, ambivalent, mm-hmm. unaffected. So I have to like consciously remember to, <laughs> to act really invested. <laughs> Not well, re- not even not act, really but to show it. To show it. It's yeah. not that I'm acting. It's just not something that's at the forefront. And words of affirmation is like
0: bottom, not on your bottom radar.
1: rung of the ladder for me too. So it's not something I ever think to do, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> much at all. Yeah. So, um, so that's kind of the flip side of that one. But then the second pro is that realistic expectations come easier for people who date with a logic based mindset um, in that I don't go into things expecting for there to be flying I don't expect for it to be this perfect thing and to be swept off my feet and all of those things at all. In fact a lot of times it probably makes me a little uncomfortable if someone were to try to do that. It looks great in the movies but if it were me I would be like oh my word this is so awkward and I don't know what to do. I'm not a fancy person y'all. I don't do well in these (laughs) situations So I think for the for the most part, I have pretty realistic expectations of things because I have thought them through from both sides and figured it all out, run them by people and said, okay, am I being realistic here? Um, that's probably one thing I say just about more than anything. I'm like, is that unrealistic of me? Is that, I'm, am I being realistic? I say that not just in dating, just in life. I say that a lot.
0: Um, that's true. I hadn't thought about that, but you're right. I, I yeah. do.
1: <laughs> and so, cause that's where my, I'm like, I want to be realistic. I got to make sure. Um, So I set very realistic expectations of relationships. Um, But then in a weird turn of events, the con to that, the flip side is it's sometimes hard to know where reasonable is. Like I get there and I set what I think is realistic. And I think it's all of that because it makes sense to me. Mm -hmm. I have reasoned it through and I'm like, well, this makes sense. It's realistic. It's reasonable. Here we go. But then on the flip side, if Those reasonable expectations are not met exactly how I think they're going to be. I struggle a lot with knowing, is this a big deal that this expectation is not met? Hmm. Because it seems very realistic to me. But I don't want to shortchange something where I shouldn't. I don't want to end something prematurely where I shouldn't. But I don't know if it's realistic or not. I don't know if this should be a big deal. I don't know if this should be something I just let go of. Which I think is a big, if I'm really boiling it down, you know, I say don't date in a bubble. And I've said that even before we started this podcast. And I think for me, a lot of that motivation is, (sighs) I can't make these decisions by myself. (laughs) And what I mean by that is, I usually very quickly want to introduce someone to um, family, Kristen, friends. Get them around people who know me well, who can tell me because I want them to straight up tell me, "This seems great." No, I don't think it will. It's a good idea, and I weigh their assessment. But I need to get that input quickly. Because I don't know. I have such a tendency to go from one extreme to the other. It's, I'm either all in or not at all. I don't do halfway very well. And so I I sh- when it's not super clear, I don't know where to define those expectations. I don't know mm-hmm. what should be a deal breaker and what shouldn't. And I need that outside input early and often.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, and I think that's great. And that's something we should all be doing no matter what yeah. kind of dater we are is inviting other people in for sure.
1: So then, the last pro and con here we have for this. The pro is um I'm a good planner when it comes to like planning out allotting time for things, making sure the person that I'm dating gets a good portion of my time, they have my focus, they have whatever. And so I plan things out, I have it set to make sure all the pieces of my life get the appropriate amount of time and attention. And that's good because you're not leaving anything hanging. But then on the other side, when things inevitably don't go according to plan, um, that hits a little bit harder mm-hmm. because I had this all planned out of what, you know, you plan things out. You're just talking about like from an emotional standpoint, you have all these ideals and the high points all planned out forever. Well, I have planned out, okay, on Thursday we're going to do this, and on Saturday, and like, I have it planned out, and I have like, what life is going to look like planned out in the minutiae more than in the big mm, things. Like, okay. Will this work? Does this type of like, we talk about life rhythm, you know, things. Do these mesh? Will this work? And you're going along and going along, but then when something doesn't go according to that plan, it derails a little bit more than it might otherwise mm-hmm. because it's like okay i've played out my life and now suddenly you're gonna throw a wrench in it which i have to remind myself pretty constantly too of like okay just be the person you marry yeah you're gonna be married to the same person but it's not gonna be the same person you're married to after 10 15 25 years and the same thing for you you're not gonna be the same as you're yeah. married you're going to change and so i have to hold those things with a loose with an open hand um uh, realizing that People need room to change and grow and whatever, and my plan has to be
0: okay with that.
1: Mm -hmm. You know, I used to say I was really laid back and easygoing,
0: and (laughs) I'm not laughing because of that, but I'm laughing where you're like, I used to say this.
1: I did, and I would in certain situations. I am, yeah. When when there aren't any plans, I'm super laid back and easygoing. I'll do whatever people want to do. I don't have a, I don't have strong opinions about what we, you know, when we hang out with friends, I don't normally care that much, but she's like, Oh, let's hang out. We don't have plans, but if plans are made and we have plans to go do something and whatever, and then people want to change it.
0: No, thank you. I am not
1: very easygoing. I I don't tell people, Oh yeah, I'm really laid back and easygoing because I'm not as a blanket statement anymore. Mm. And it translates into my dating as well. So I have to kind of, reel it in and temper that a little bit yes no
0: that's good Uh, that's a good example because it just shows the part that growth and Mm -hmm. just an increase of self-awareness that will happen the older you get and the more you date and the more life experience you have and that's going and even once you get married how exactly what you said 20 years from now you're gonna be different your husband's gonna be different at the core you're still the same person but you've grown he's grown and you'll have to learn how yeah to work with that
1: yeah one encouragement i guess i would say or one thing i would just speaking from our experience i will say i think we have both kind of having a friend a close friend who's opposite i think is helpful I'm not saying go seek out someone be like hello my name is Bethany what is your dating style I'm looking (laughs) for like I don't mean that but I'm just saying like if you have someone who is opposite in your life like maybe pick their brain a little because we talk about this stuff all the time and I will say I am better at being like showing emotion and being more forward with that Kristen is much better at being logical (laughs) it's true
0: it's very true I think
1: just talking about a lot and having that opposite perspective so much I'm like okay what would Kristen do in this situation? <laughs> Aww, so <laughs> kind. Like, Let me save that thing. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, I do think that is really helpful from a friendship standpoint to have some of that. Cause it's when it's the same people who approach this the exact same way that you do. Um, everything that makes sense to you is going to make sense to them and everything that is absolutely nonsensical to you will be the same way to them. So having you know. that balancing viewpoint is
0: really helpful. I would a hundred percent agree. So let's talk about that then. Yes. For people who, you know, identify with one particularly, particularly, <laughs> particular style over the other. So let's say for our logic daters. Okay. What if you're dating another logic dater? Logic leading dater. Yes. Have, first of all, have you done that? Yes. Okay. Second of all. Most, most most recently.
1: Well, no, I was going to say yes, most recently, but, but also most like most of the time. Most of the time.
0: Interesting. Okay. Um so then talk through that. Like what were some good things about it? What were some like oh, we hit some Yeah. bumps in the road because of that at this point. Well, good
1: things you relate the same. Like you're a lot of times coming at things from the same perspective and you get to the same conclusions most of the time, the same way, I guess. That's something that um is always a big thing for me. It's like, I I get hung up. I'm like, okay, well, how do you reason things? How do you get to the conclusion? Like, do we think, do we have the same, like, thought processes kind of thing? So it's really helpful when someone does from the get-go and you don't have to explain it. Um, So that's something that's a good thing. Now, I will say something that is a negative or something, a challenge that you have to work through is when you have two people who approach things from a very rational perspective... In a relationship, th- that you forget that there are emotional needs sometimes, mm. or it can be easy too, yeah. because you're so focused on the rational side of things that you miss that. And so, I, and it can also be the kind of thing where it's like, okay, well, I don't want to like bring up this thing, this, you know, this maybe emotional need or whatever that I have because I don't want to sound dumb, but those things need to be talked about. And I think when you have two people who are very rationally approaching a dating relationship, you have to both be willing to communicate what those things are and realize that neither person is necessarily going to just like intuitively know that that's what you need. Cause that's not their, the, at the forefront of their brain. It's not their wiring. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So you have to be able to communicate those things. And then the other, like realize, okay, we have to tell each other and we have to be okay with that because we're not going to necessarily think about it first, but then work, work at that. You know, it's part of getting to know your partner is working through those things and they don't have to tell you every time. Like yes. you may have to have initial conversations and, you know, multiple times, but as a relationship goes on, you you should be able to start getting, you get to know that person and you know what they need and you don't have to keep having those conversations. But I do think, especially in the beginning, that is something that could be, a challenge to navigate yeah for
0: sure for sure
1: <laughs> so then okay as the opposite in this one as a an emotional dater i could talk about two logical people dating mm-hmm. what is your take on as a girl i think it's probably more common to be the emotional forward mm-hmm. one or emotion forward one dating a guy who's rational have mm-hmm. you dealt with that opposite
0: yes type? okay so I how have. did that go there were parts of it a lot of parts of it that I really liked yeah. because I felt like we balanced each other well. Um, so where, as he was thinking, because like you said, whereas he you're thinking like long term, but in the minutia of everything, uh-huh. I liked that he was thinking about it because I, I mean, and like okay. you said, as the girl, I'm like, oh yeah, I can think about the wedding and this and whatever, <laughs> where we're going to live, not what our house is going to be like and blah, blah, blah. But he's thinking like when we get married and like what this looks like and what our day to day i'm like oh my gosh that's so great that's (laughs) so sweet just the fact that he was futuristically thinking at all was fantastic um but i did really like it however he was very far on the logic Mm. side of the Mm -hmm. spectrum um and so that presented some challenges because he wasn't Someone who, he did seem emotionally distant a lot of times, or he would have trouble communicating his emotions, whereas I clearly have no problem with that. (laughs) So uh, there were times where I felt like I'm like, I am just trying to dig and dig and dig. Like, do you like me? How do you feel about me? You know? That's one thing
1: I have run into. Mm -hmm. Because like I said, I lead with logic, but I'm not devoid of emotion. Right, right. But I run into it, I'm like, okay, I'm dating this guy and he keeps wanting to go out with me. But I'm seriously like, I guess he likes me. Yeah. I don't know. Because it's not... I I think I equate... It can be really easy. And this would just be a... I guess a... I don't know what the right word is. Not an encouragement, but... Like... Tidbit? Tip? Maybe, yeah. Just a tip for you guys who are similar to me who are leading with a rational approach to dating... It's easy to equate physical affection with emotion
0: mm-hmm.
1: because you're like, oh, okay, he does like me because he doesn't do this with all of his friends, yeah. you know, whether it's holding hands, whatever it is. Like, it's easy to equate that physical affection with emotional investment, which is not necessarily the case. So just be careful. I guess yeah. maybe a caution—that's the word I was caution. looking for. There we go. At the beginning. Yes. Um, because that's a very obvious overt way of knowing okay he cares like mm-hmm. and then check we're yeah. done like you kind of it's easy to leave it at that I yes guess. yeah so.
0: exactly so i think and just for all of us as a good reminder if you're dating somebody it's really great for you to be like hey in case you didn't know like i really like you <laughs> yeah. or in case i haven't said it in a while or whatever just and leave it you don't have yeah. to send this 14 page text message of like here are all the things i like about you <laughs> just like, hey, I really like-. it's good to hear that yeah so But that's where I like, that was the one thing I struggled with. And so I kind of like what you said of, I know now, because I've also dated a guy who led with his emotions, which we'll get to in a second. But if there's a, I I liked that he was logic driven. That was really attractive. Uh But I needed a little bit more on the emotional Mm. side and words of affirmation are my thing which was really hard um and i tried to communicate that i tried to make that very clear i tried to show a lot of grace and it was just just, like pulling teeth sometimes (laughs) trying to i'm like i need you to tell me how you feel um so yeah and i think as we talk about this like i said there's balance in all of these you shouldn't be without one or the other yeah and I think the healthier relationships have people in them who can balance both. Even if you lean one way or the mm-hmm. other, that's great. But you've still learned how to incorporate the other one. Yeah.
1: Okay. So then, yeah, talk mm-hmm. about, because I'm trying to think, I have never dated an opposite in this, I don't think, really. Okay. Like, I did date one guy who was a little more emotional driven, but they're, they're just not as much. No. So I, I am more on the. Mm-hmm. Guy, so not really, but kind of like, yeah, more common, I guess. Yes. So I haven't dated opposite, but
0: you've dated the same. Yeah, I've dated the okay, same. Okay, so, so tell. I've dated a yeah, guy who, yeah, led with his emotions. Um, I think now again this made the highs even more high i bet it was like Woo-hoo, this is great <laughs> um, we were so in love it's so fantastic and it's been two weeks it's, yeah <laughs> for real um <laughs> one two weeks but it was quick um <laughs> felt hard and fast but um i think one it was hard because we both kind of well I realized it and didn't want to change it. He did. But we kind of like, oh, well, this was really quick. Uh-huh. We need to pump the brakes. I'm like, I don't want to pump the brakes. <laughs> um, so the fact that like there wasn't one of us to be like, hey, at the beginning, mm. let's, you know, set the pace. Like I followed his pace mm. was kind of how I measured it. Oh, yeah. And I typically do that. I don't like I will find myself kind of tempering things uh-huh. if he's a little more. Sure. Chill than I am about this stuff. I never stuff.
1: Really thought about it like that. Yeah. And so
0: when he pulled back, that really, again, low lows, that really hurt because I'm like, I thought we were on the same page. I was trying to match you. Like, I felt good about this and now it's kind of pulling back. Uh-huh. So that was hard. But then also, and this is one thing I would caution you if you are dating somebody who leads with their emotions, I started to see evidence that he led with his emotions in pretty much every area of his life. Particularly oh, okay. when it came to making big decisions. Okay. And that was really...
1: Because you're not that way. No. Yeah.
0: And so that was really kind of a concern for me of, okay, you're making, like, big decisions that should be logic-based, like career decisions or where to oh, live yeah. or the fact that you need a different car like there is no you just need a different car like just go buy the dang thing you need (laughs) to figure out what gas mileage you need how old it needs to be what if what your you know quota is here and then it wasn't like and i was like okay this and that frustrated me and was again like i said concerning yeah i need to know that when we have big decisions to make you're not going on a gut feeling you're going on what makes sense Mm -hmm. um And so, whereas it may not have been as big of a deal in relationship, the relationship aspect, Mm -hmm. it was a bigger deal in other areas. And so then I was, even though we didn't get to the point where it really negatively affected our relationship, I had a glimpse of, oh, it could, if this is how it's affecting other areas Mm -hmm. of his life. Um, So again, with the balance, like it's just – one or the and I and what was really helpful too is Melanie is the one that kind of helped me flesh that out because Uh it was something she noticed um or picked up on just Uh she didn't ever meet him but she like obviously I talked to her about him (laughs) a lot and would kind of fill her in and she picked up on it and so feel like we keep preaching this the past few weeks but it's so true like you not dating in a bubble yeah is so important because she was able to kind of talk me through and now i know going forward hey this is what i'm looking for Mm -hmm. yeah i like you to lean a little more this way but you've got to have access to both sides yeah um not perfectly obviously Mm -hmm. we're not expecting perfection but that was my experience so Mm -hmm. okay okay so other two types yes we've got slow and steady slow and steady dater and the i'll jump in and ask questions later (laughs) yes you'll jump in and i'll ask questions later dater um (laughs) that's a mouthful and it rhymes so bethany as our resident slow and steady dater (laughs) that will shock again zero percent of people what what are some pros and cons with being a slow and steady dater i think a big pro is slow and steady wins the
1: race, Mm -hmm. right? Um, There won't be as many surprises at the finish line when you finally get there. (laughs) Finally. And not always, but I would say if you're dating someone who is this slow and steady methodical... um, Now, slow and steady, don't equate... First, I'll come back to my point, but slow and steady, don't equate that with um, a lack of direction Mm. or a... Lack of Not going anywhere. It's not, this is not a commitment thing. Mm -hmm. This is, you know, moving forward slowly, but hopefully defined. We'll get into that because there's a lot of room for confusion, I think, with this. But um, a slow and steady data is someone who's moving forward, but at a slow, steady pace. Um, And most of the time, what I was going to say before, most of the time, this is probably going to be someone who has a pretty good idea of what they're looking for and is willing to wait for it mm-hmm. um and i feel like i have a pretty good picture of what i'm looking for oh, i think um, you do yeah i'm 34 so i'm obviously willing to wait for what that is um but you do want to be realistic about what that is you're looking for don't um don't let this one be a crutch for i guess i, I think if you're a logical dater and you move slowly this can become a crutch for not putting yourself out there and opening yourself up to get hurt. Mm -hmm. Don't let it become that Mm -hmm. keep moving forward. Even if it is at a slower pace, that's fine, but keep, um, keep it moving forward. The con to this though, is the race that you're running will take forever. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't mean before you meet someone, I just mean going from meeting someone dating to then progressing towards engagement and or marriage, it's going to take a while mm-hmm. and that's not always the funnest. No. <laughs> um, Patience is key. But totally it is. <laughs> totally is. Totally is. This is going to come in, especially if you're dating someone opposite in this, mm-hmm. it, finding that balance is going to be uh, a tough sure. thing sometimes. Yeah. Um, but then another pro here is that dating someone who is a slow and steady dater will force you or has forced them in the past to communicate more and then as a result hopefully better because you do have to keep that pace matched if you're as you're moving slow it's really easy to start to think as the other person where is this going um do they like we're saying do they like me what's going on like you have to have a steady stream of communication and so it forces you to communicate more earlier on which can be good which I think is good and if you've dated this way for a while, you're going to be a better communicator for it, I think. So that is a good thing. Um, but on the flip side, like I was saying kind of before, is there there is a lot of room for confusion, for frustration, for ambiguity because it's taking a while, and you're you're finding out good things about this person. You're taking the time to really get to know them, but because it's taking a while, it's easy to start thinking, "Where's it going?" How long Mm -hmm. is this going to take? Do they really like me? It's been six months and -and so-and-so was engaged after six months and we haven't even Mm -hmm. talked about it. Like that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. So you really do on the pro side, like I was saying, have to communicate more about those things just to keep that clarity between the two of you. Um, I do think though, last pro with this one, you are going to be less likely to have regrets. Stimming, I'm going to add to this, stemming from not knowing something about someone. I'm not going to just say less likely to have regrets, full stop. But you're less likely to have regrets of... You're not going to jump into something and then wish you had known more about the person. You're not going to jump into a serious relationship and wish you had found out other things. You're not going to regret the progression forward because it is moving at a pace to give you time to really flesh out what you need to know at each step along the way. Um, But the downside to that is you not may you are going to miss out on some of that spur of the moment whimsical fun because you're in a methodical relationship which it's okay it's just it's a, kind of like a you can't have your cake and eat it too situation um to so be okay with that
0: yeah again the the flying in the thud exactly it all kind of It's so funny that that is what it keeps coming back to. Now I want to (laughs) watch that movie.
1: Well, I will be um, on Saturday, but unfortunately no one's invited. No, I am not invited. <laughs> I know you.
0: It's, it's her introvert day.
1: It is. Oh, my gosh. That
0: should be a holiday. Why is there not a national introvert's day? And everyone just stays Everybody home. Everybody stays no home. No cookout. No. No anything no nothing. else.
1: You go to the store the day before. Yes. You get all your snacks. Actually. We should start
0: a thing. We should, but all the extroverts should have to go out so that you actually do. And the
1: introverts and extroverts stay at the same time. Yes, yeah, so
0: extroverts all leave, go out, do stuff introverts get to stay home but
1: what if an introvert works at a place where the extroverts want to go
0: you got you get the day off okay <laughs> I'm, we're committed you get the day off Oh, i like this i do too do you know how fun that would be oh my gosh that'd be a dream <laughs> maybe i need to change my answer to the question <laughs> of the day <laughs> oh, that's oh man so funny. oh man okay yes
1: yeah. so now let's talk about jumping in asking questions later
0: yes fill us in again i don't do this in every other (laughs) area of my life um okay pros and cons first pro personally i think it's more fun (laughs) (laughs) um because there is this this sense of i have learned i hate waiting but i love anticipation Oh, okay. And I think there's a lot of that when, like, you just kind of jump in because you're like, there's anticipation of, oh, what's gonna happen? What's gonna be? And I haven't really thought through it all. Um, But when you do that, you are more likely to rush and or get hurt. Um, Again, like I said, when I dated that guy, that he also kind of led with his emotions. We did have to have that conversation Mm -hmm. of, hey, which was so confusing because. The same day we had that conversation was the same day he told me that he loved me. But he told me he loved me after we had the conversation. Which is so com- still confusing to me if I think too hard about it. But that's what you can kind of deal with. Like, oh my gosh, it was so great. It felt so good. But also I'm like, oh, well, that was a cra- that was a hard conversation to have. I didn't love how that felt. I didn't yeah. like having to pump the brakes. I'd rather like... There are times where, again, you look to the other side. I'm like I'd rather have the slow climb because then it's always mm-hmm. going up. True. There's always anticipation. True. It's not this like front load everything and this is great, and then now we have to kind of pull back. Yeah. Um. So that's something to think about. Um. Another thing is that the beginnings of your relationship are always like the greatest thing ever.
1: Yes. Which and I will say as someone who's the opposite on this one, that's a tough pro to watch. Mm. And here's what I'll, because I watch that and I'm like, I never am like that. I never Mm. feel like that at the beginning. I never am that like head over heels for someone at the beginning. I just am not. Yeah. And I can try to drum it up, but it never works. And so I look at that and I'm like, am I doing something wrong? Mm. Like, I can feel things, right? (laughs) Like, where am I going wrong? What should I be doing different? Whatever. And it's like, okay, no, it's okay that that's different, but you kind of just have to navigate that and realize it's okay for it to be different.
0: Yeah, for sure. And yeah. Well, and there have even been times of like, oh, well this didn't happen with her, but like her relationship worked out great. So does that mean I'm rushing too much? Like there is that Mm -hmm. comparison thing. That definitely plays a part. But the beginnings are like, when this has happened, it's been like, oh my gosh, this is the best thing ever. Which can I, <laughs>
1: one little, um, I told Kristen, I was going to say this. Oh gosh. I told her, I said, yeah, if I had a nickel, this is for herself <laughs> or for other people. The beginning is always the best because if I had a nickel for every guy Kristen had ever said about any of any of us, any of her friends that I-, I have a really good feeling about this one. <laughs> if I had a nickel for every time she said that y'all, I would be rich. Chris, it's the greatest thing ever when anyone starts dating anyone. And she has a really good feeling about that guy. So far, we're all still single, though. So, you know, I
0: literally like, (laughs) I had the thought the other day. I'm like, I really got to quit saying that because it's such a kiss of death. I've realized, like, I have a really good feeling about this guy. Like, I feel, I'm so optimistic. And like, the beginning, like, there's all this hope, (laughs) anticipation again, like all this stuff. And then it doesn't happen. I'm like, well, crap. So much for my feeling good about this one. Yeah, I think there have been times I've quit dating people.
1: And Kristen's been more upset about it than I am. That's very true. And I'm
0: not joking. High, hide low, lows, people, whether it's for yourself or other people. Yes. You just feel it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, anyway. But, yeah. But I think the con here is, yeah, the beginnings are really great, but it's way more difficult to slow down a relationship than to speed it up. So if you can get it to where, like, okay, Things are kind of slow and steady at the beginning. Oh, now like we've really gotten closer. We can progress a little bit quicker because there's that foundation where as opposed to, Oh, we, everything happened at the beginning. Oh, I don't want to slow. I don't want to change. I like this. It almost makes it feel like the beginning that you loved
1: so much was a mistake. Yeah. because they you're saying, Oh, Hey, we need to do this different. Yeah. Because that was not good. Is what that says. Basically. Right. Yeah. And it's devastating. Yeah, yeah,
0: it is. It's absolutely devastating. So that's really tough. Um, and then the last thing, I'll do the con first on this one <laughs> and then come back to the pro. The con, well, no, I'll go pro first. <laughs> so I had them switched. So the pro to jumping in and asking questions later is that if you you kind of learn from experience how to do it right. Mm. So you figure out by jumping in, If it doesn't work the first time, like, okay, well, here's the degree I want to jump in next time. I'm
1: going to jump in the shallow end next time, not the deep end. Exactly.
0: (laughs) Or maybe I'll try the kiddie pool first. Um, (laughs) You know, not the Olympic diving (laughs) section. But, yeah, there's this, like, you learn what parts you can replicate, what aspects of it you can replicate, and which ones you'd rather do differently. But that means that you've got to make the mistake first. Mm -hmm. and. That's the con is like, oh, you've almost got to rush it first to figure out how you want to jump in next time. Because there are parts of like, this guy that I dated, we did jump in real quick. And yeah, we, you know, had to figure out how to, you know, tone it back or whatever a little bit. But there were a lot of aspects of that relationship at the beginning that I loved. And that I like hope I get to experience again. Um, but then there were other parts. I'm like, okay, well I learned, I don't want to do that again. I would wait for that. I would not, you know, whatever that case. And I'm not even talking, I'm not even re- referencing physical stuff mm-hmm. at all. Cause I know that's where our minds jumped. I'm just thinking like conversations we had and just where I let my emotions go and like things like that, that I will do differently in the future because of that experience. So but I wouldn't have known that had I not gone through it. So it's a crap. Like this is basically like you've got to learn the hard yeah. way, but you will learn, and you can experience the really good aspects of this dating style as you learn. Yeah. So, okay. So as before we close. Yes. Sounds like something passed. pass. Before I close, <laughs> one final point. Yes. So have you dated somebody? <laughs> yes, you have. <laughs> Just kidding. Why am I even asking? I know that I answered this question. Bethany has dated somebody who was not slow and steady. No, not um, not. Talk about that. And like, since you didn't have an opposite for the last one, talk about yeah. the opposite this time. Like, what was that like? I You, you kind of fell into I pace with that. I liked it.
1: Yeah. Um, because it's nice for someone else. One, just as a girl, it's nice for the guy to just take the lead. Mm-hmm. Um. And so I liked, oh, I know where this is going. There's no ambiguity. There's no, oh, I wonder. Like, he was leading and off we went. Um, And I was telling Kristen, actually, when we were prepping for this too, one thing that was appealing to that for me is that we were both very much, like, logical. Like, looking back on it, thinking through these, like, styles, we were both very, like, logical daters. And so he was in charge, taking the lead. And was communicating that in a logical way. It wasn't this, like, sugary, sweet, all the words of affirmation just telling you what you want to hear. And and I'm not saying – I don't mean that in a negative way. I'm just trying to, like, convey the opposite. No, but that doesn't click with you. But that doesn't click with me. And so the way he communicated that was right up my alley. And so I was off to the races. Um, And I do think it's easier as a rule – because like you were saying, you're following his lead. You're matching his pace, and that's kind of – especially in Christian circles, that's what we do. He's going to lead and you follow whatever pace that is for the most part. And so I did just kind of keep up, but I will say, I see some of the, I saw some of the cons then to that in that things were looked over. We rushed some things and we had gotten further ahead than we meant to. And I would say, I think the, you were talking about the con of it's harder to slow down than to speed up The attempt to slow down, I think, was the ultimate
0: Mm. nail
1: in the coffin. I guess like there were issues, but we could work on them. We could whatever. But then the fact that we had gotten to point X and we're now trying to go backwards was a real tough thing for him to wrap his head around, I think. And we just were at a place that couldn't be navigated from Mm -hmm. there. So... It didn't end the way you would hope that it would, but I like dating the opposite in this, yeah. I will say. And I don't... Um, he's the only guy I ever have like that. Um, and that was one thing that I was like, oh, this is different and I like this. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm used to the other, but I prefer, prefer an opposite that one. in that,
0: I will say. Interesting. Okay. Because I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, I do not prefer the opposite. <laughs> I no, Let me take that back. I don't prefer... I didn't prefer the opposite in the way that it was carried out in my own experience. Not necessarily that I wouldn't be willing to it going forward. So you don't want to date. Wait, which one are you? I'm the jump in. So you do want the opposite? I don't think so. Oh, okay. But it would depend on how it was manifested. okay. If that makes sense. Yes. So I think, I think though that... Like you said Someone who will jump in But who leads maybe a little more logically Yeah That almost seems like the perfect Because like mm-hmm. you're you're wanting to go in the same direction But you've got different perspectives yes. on that direction Yes But the goal is the same mm-hmm. uh, And the timeline is similar So that sounds great I have not dated somebody with that Okay yeah Pairing Healthy pairing Ah okay Keyword, <laughs> um, But I think I did date a guy who was very very No, I don't think I have dated not, not even healthy. I don't think I've dated anybody who wants to jump in but was also more logical. Yeah. Now that I say that. Um, I did date a guy who was very slow and steady and a lot of what you said was hitting home as far as there was a lot of ambiguity. Yeah. There cuz there wasn't a whole lot of communication mm. and that where you said that can be a real like that's what uh-huh. almost forces you to there wasn't that and so there was a lot of ambiguity. Ambiguity, that's a hard word, <laughs> and frustration. um And so, yeah, that was hard. And I think what's hard too is knowing like there were a lot of relationships happening around me at that point that were moving quicker. Mm-hmm. And obviously, y'all know if you've been listening for a while how quick my parents got married. So that's always in the back of my mind yeah. of like, I'm dating this guy for two and a half months. My parents were engaged right now. Like <laughs> yeah. what the crap? And I literally went to my mom at one point. I'm like, how in the world did you I know. pull this off? I know. Um, oh, my goodness. and so there was always that in yeah. my mind too. But I think, um, I do think it's healthy to have opposite. I agree. In this, but I think there are other Parts that need to play totally, if that makes sense. I think
1: with this, if you've got two people who are like slow and steady, or you've got two people who are just like jump in and run with it, I think talking about that community you have around you is so important in those situations because you need to. If you've got two people who are just slow and steady, taking their time, you need like you y'all probably think it's great and whatever, and that's fine to an extent, but you Mm -hmm. want to make sure like people that kind of help push you along and make sure you're progressing and make sure you're focused on what you should be and not just falling into this comfortable pattern. That's not going anywhere. And then on the other side, if you're both like jump in and fly kind of people, you need those people to come around and say, okay, come down to earth a little like, mm-hmm. let's, I don't want to burst your bubble, but let's, let's look at this and make sure y- y'all aren't both overlooking issues that could be come issues down the road. For yes. You.
0: Yes. One thing I will also say too is if i were to start dating a guy and he was more slow and steady i would want to know the motivation behind the slow and steady so i think and i think there are different circumstances that will heighten that distance Uh you know um how often you're able to see each other so schedules even even if you live in the same town and Uh i don't know you work nights and he works days Maybe different if one of or both of you is still in college if you know there's work things whatever there may be cases where like all everything else behind you could go forward a little quicker but you're having to mm-hmm. be a little more patient because of circumstances that's cool if he got clobbered in his last relationship <laughs> yeah. and he's gun shy i'm good okay and yeah. not that i'm saying there always has to be a reason but in my mind it's like okay I would really want to understand why are you the way that you are <laughs> uh, to quote Michael Scott. <laughs> yeah. um, but like what's motivating you to yeah. go at this pace? Is it because um, you're a little more methodical? Is it sure. because you just got hurt? Is it because we only see each other once every two or three weeks, yeah. whatever the case may be? Um, well, cause, like- Cause we've talked about how before, or we talked about before how, you know, you live in the same town you're both working you're out of school you're older Mm -hmm. (laughs) whatever older means to you (laughs) i'll let that stay you know ambiguous but you're gonna move quicker than you would in college Mm -hmm. or even or high school or whatever so keep that in mind too slow and steady could look different depending on your life stage and season
1: and just to kind of go with that, talking about needing a reason or not needing a reason, but like wanting to know why I think that's a very valid thing because like we said at the, when we were originally talking about it, slow and steady is not code for commitment issues. That's not what we're talking about. And so if you are entering a relationship or you are that person who is the slow and steady one, either way, like you need to evaluate if the other person is and determine, are they just, Methodical and whatever, or is this a commitment issue problem? Mm-hmm. And then once you have determined that, then you go forward. And same thing as if you are the person who is slower, maybe communicate that to them. You don't have to literally sit down and spell out, okay, I date slow and da-da-da-da, this is why. But you can... <laughs> it into conversation Yeah Showing that hey This is not something Where I'm just, like gun shy When it comes to commitment That's not the problem um, Which I think we're gonna do An episode at some point On commitment I don't know if it's gotten Bumped from the schedule <laughs> By now or not But I think it's still on there. Is it still on there? Okay. So we have a whole episode either coming up in a few weeks or the first of next season on commitment and why it's hard and like what it looks like and all those things. So we'll talk about that more then. But slow and steady, a slow and steady dater is not someone who's afraid of commitment. That's not the same thing. Yes. I'm so glad you brought that up.
0: So all of that to say, no matter which type you are, combination of types, I hope that We hope that... I'll speak for Bethany. (laughs) She's given me that freedom. We hope that this has just been helpful, whether it's to put words around, maybe things you haven't put words around as far as how you date, whether it's helping you understand how your boyfriend dates, whether it's helping you have better conversations with your friends and how they date and helping you relate to them and understand the lens they're looking through because... Yes, we're all created in the image of God, but we're all very different. And so yeah. learning how to understand how you're wired and also how the people close to you are wired is only going to help you uh, in your relationships, your friendships, your dating, your future marriage, Lord willing, we're all praying <laughs> for that, um, and all the things. So we hope this has been helpful for y'all. It's been really helpful for us to talk yeah. about it. And we would encourage you to, like, go talk to your friends or your boyfriend or whoever about this and, like, ask questions. and mm-hmm. um they're fun conversations oh yeah to have i mean this has been the majority of mine and bethany's conversation for the last week <laughs> of like <laughs> yeah. so you talk about this and you think uh-huh. about this and whatever so i would encourage y'all to do that but yeah. we'll wrap it there we will be back next week with another full-length episode so be sure and stay tuned for that but until then i'm kristen and i'm bethany and this is looking for the middle